like bouncing on the villagers' heads. So are the games of our lives. Ooh, music sheet. These are the games of our lives. Super Mario and Pokemon and all the games that took us to another place and made us want to keep playing all night. Welcome everybody to the Games of Our Lives podcast. My name is Bill with Tony as always, and we hope you're having a wonderful, amazing day. Hey, uh, Tony, how you doing today, bud? Can't complain, brother. How about you? I'm just happy to be here. Listen, I'm excited to talk about the game that we're going to be talking about today. I know the you one, are. The only, the one, the only Shovel Knight. <sighs> just absolute absolute banger but we're gonna get into that a little bit later in the show first we need to talk about a little bit of news you ready i'm ready i was gonna i was gonna try to do a little news uh intro music and it just i blanked out when i left you hanging i'm sorry no it's all good it's all good foreshadowing of what this episode is gonna be no i'm just kidding it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one we're ready to go we got some good news this week too some firm we finally have some good news we finally have some good news to start it off I know the, uh, last week we talked about some games getting some free DLC updates with Nintendo, how that was a pretty good thing, and hey, continuing the trend here, we've got Mario Golf Super Rush getting a bunch of new content uh, that literally came out yesterday already, so if you own a Nintendo Switch and you own a copy of Mario Golf Super Rush, this is already out, there is a new ranked mode, I mean, that's kind of shocking that that wasn't in like the day one release, like a ranked online mode. Agreed it's probably one of the biggest things that was missing from people who do like to take the game competitively but there's a prize for being good at this game online if you rank an a minus or better in this mode you unlock maybe the greatest character in mario history you unlock three different colored yoshis i mean tony who's your favorite player in mario golf uh in this version i've actually just been using mario oh really yeah but you know see see we're the same Mario Kart, even Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, I'm using Yoshi, that's, normally I go with what I want to do the best at, but in my heart I believe I, I will perform the best when I'm Yoshi, but not in Mario Golf, especially Mario Golf 64, it's like 55 yards, <laughs> like, uh, shorter than Metal Mario. Yeah, you gotta be like one of the power boys, yeah. A new character was announced as well, we got Toadette, they're using Toadette in her uh, treasure tracker ability so like when she does her special shot she uses the pickaxe from captain toad which i thought was pretty cool that's pretty cool toadette good luck you're swinging at a, a golf ball with a pickaxe doesn't really make sense but in mario golf 64 i'm pretty sure donkey kong oh no i think it was mario baseball for the gamecube donkey kong literally just instead of using a baseball bat he puts a boxing glove on his fist and just swings that so if they allow that maybe the mario golf people will allow something like this to happen i don't think it's a good idea what do you think bill well you know i think i think it's a good idea i think characters have unique abilities and ways that you know they identify themselves and i think a cool detective outfit is something that uh you know would make it more appealing for the fans of you know captain toad that's, that's a, actually a pretty good point. Yeah, I'm not really too much about the... I, I am hyped for the colored Yoshis, don't get me wrong. I'm not sure what colors they're going to be, but I am excited for that. But aside from that, outfits are not something that normally uh, pique my interest 
too much, but I could understand why, and I'm definitely not pausing in between words or trying to keep the sentence running on because I'm stalling for time. Anyway, um... Wait, <laughs> were you talking this whole time? Oh, that's right, yeah, I, uh... You'll, you'll go back and listen and you'll hear everything. It's all been set up, my boy. <laughs> oh my god. I had to just sign for a package and... I like I hear your voice as I'm coming back to the microphone. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> oh my gosh. So they're also introducing a new course, uh, New Donk City, based on the level in Mario Odyssey, which is super exciting because... Listen, that level was absolutely fire in Odyssey. Have you played Odyssey? I played a little bit of it, yeah. It's very cool. Did you get to New Donk City? I don't remember all these questions. I, actually, I, I couldn't tell you if I did. I played it for uh, a little bit, and I was like, oh, this is fun. And then it wasn't one of the addictive multiplayer games that I'm obsessed with, so I just never played it again. But it's good. Tony and single-player games. Name a worse combo. <sighs> I feel awfully about it. I won't lie. And if I start streaming, it might help me play those games. But I'm like, do I really need to to stream to play the game? How about I just play the game because I like it? Yeah. No, you need the you need the societal pressure of having people watching you to actually finish some of these games. It's called it's called outward motivation. Okay. Wow, and this is. It is crippling. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I actually, I, I really, really enjoy streaming. Uh, anybody who's listening. <laughs> no, I promise Hear I don't that, hate fans? when I stream. Hear that, Bill the Fajita fans? Crippling. Literally crippling. <laughs> Truth comes out on the podcast. We're literally <laughs> eight minutes in, maybe not even. <laughs> That's how I feel about it, folks. No, no, I I, I, I love it. But uh, no, it, listen, anything to get you to play some single-player games, uh, I'd be down to to push you in that direction so if you would like to start streaming video games live i am behind you 100 percent. wow thank you i appreciate that and uh i might take you up on that that being said um that's pretty much it for mario golf they did also adjust some of the motion controls i guess they said they improved the motion controls which is you know fine if if you're one of those people who chooses to use motion controls in a competitive video game that is a weird handicap you're giving yourself but hey we're not here <laughs> to judge people except that was the probably the most judgy sentence i've said all day probably ever it's probably the, the most i've ever heard you say uh the edgiest thing i've ever heard you say in my whole life so tony with this news of a uh, new character and uh, level coming out where is there a character that you think is missing from the mario golf roster right now that you think would absolutely improve the game and if there was a location that you could choose uh what would you like to see i actually made a short list of the the characters that i think would be a good mario golf last spot oh really yeah, actually, no, I didn't know we're not doing this. Um, I don't know. Guy Fieri is the last character, is a new character, and the course is Trader Joe's. Wow. Just a Trader Joe's themed course, and all the prices are good, and it's very organic and fresh. The price, It's a little difficult because the prices are a little steep sometimes, but a lot of the stuff is very well priced. Tip of the hat Trader <laughs> Joe's. Not a sponsor, by the way. That'd be sick if they were. Right? That'd be pretty dope, actually. I'd, I'd be okay with that. If I were to name a, uh, a character or a location for a Mario Golf game, I think at this point in Nintendo, we need to stop excluding Diddy Kong 
from so many day one releases when he's just so obviously going to make his way back. I think Diddy Kong for Mario Golf just feels right. I, I believe that he deserves to be there. He's a good counter to Donkey Kong. I'm going to say a level that I think would be like a really cool concept golf course, Rainbow Road. Whoa, that's sick. Just like the the outer space rainbow aesthetics, you can have them. It, lit, lit, listen, it's Mario Golf. It doesn't have to be so realistic, guys. You can have them golf on the moon. It's okay. No one's really gonna ding you. Golfing on rainbows and moons and stars would be awesome. I think people would love that. That'd be pretty sick. That I, I was gonna say that now. If we if they ever did come out with something like that, like golfing on the moon. It'd probably wind up as like a wag of the finger somehow. Just kidding. Um, it sounds sick. It sounds like they could turn the adventure mode into something like extraordinary, where at some point you're not just walking around the clubhouses trying to gain respect from the other clubs. You're just like, I'm here to participate in the tournament, and there's tornadoes all over the course. But sure, yeah, that's that's how we're playing the the game, I guess today. Um, I'm still confused on, on that. Yeah, that was I, I stopped the adventure mode at that part, actually. I loved how the adventure mode was like, so you're going to be competing against your uh, three housemates for the entire game, and then after the first world, they disappear. <laughs> like, you just never hear from them again. You just go on your own journey, and the, the game's just like, no, this is fine, this is fine. Toadette, who's built up to be like your rival, she is a ghost. Charging Chuck, like, who? <laughs> I was saying who when they introduced him. I was like, why this? Who? What is this? This isn't like... We get Charge and Chuck over Diddy Kong, and that's a crime. That's horrendous. And don't get me wrong, the Mario Golf rosters has, have always been, you know, a little out of left field. But <laughs> this guy? Come on now. Like, give us Professor Egad. That'd be sick. He's so small, though. They give him little baby clubs. Yeah, well, we have Toad and Toadette, and they're little babies. They're literally like one <laughs> one foot tall. Exactly. If we can have Toadette, then we can have Egad and maybe, dare I say, Toadsworth. Alright, you're again you're you're getting out of control now with all Rainbow Road, Mario Kart, Mario Golf Courses <laughs> and all these little characters that were like yeah, you were you <laughs> I'm sorry for being greedy. <laughs> you're just yeah, you're uh you're asking for a lot. That's 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 how I wanna say that. They're giving you a good thing. They're giving you free content. Do you want Professor E. Gat and Toadsworth? I hope they never hear this. <laughs> Just kidding. I hope they do. It'd be sick if they did. It would be so good. Speaking of listening to the people, Niantic, <laughs> the, the studio behind Pokemon Go, is under a little bit of hot water this week because they did decrease the radius that a player has in order to reach the Pokestops and gyms. Uh, I guess... For the pandemic, in order to help aid people uh, in social distancing and stuff like that, they increased the radius from 40 meters to 80 meters. And just recently in America and in New Zealand, they brought the radius back down to the 40 meters that it was pre-pandemic. And fans lost their minds. Like, dedicated fans were really, really upset about this. The New Zealand players? Yeah, just the New Zealand players. Obviously, the the folks living in New Zealand are the most dedicated Pokemon Go players in the world. Like, that's that's a well-known and well-established fact. Agreed. But also in America, people were pretty upset because... What? That, listen, what's more American than getting mad? <laughs> uh, 
God damn it, you're right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, but Niantic basically came out and said, listen, the name of the game is Pokemon Go. We, we get it that you guys are upset, but the whole reason that we made this game is so people would go out and explore. And if you got to walk an extra 15 feet to swipe your Pokestop, if that's too much to ask, then that, that might be on you, dog, is the direction that they're coming from. <laughs> I like that. And the pushback that fans have been giving is basically saying, like, hey, uh, did you all forget that there's still literally a pandemic happening here in America? What gives, mate? <laughs> and they're like, nah, but New Zealand's fine. So we live in by New Zealand rules now, boys. I see both sides of it. I don't know. You know, there's a part of me that's like, you know, you thought COVID was kind of coming to an end, and now with the the variant, it seems like maybe it's going to get bad again, but then I hear, like, oh, the people that are vaccinated, like, the variant doesn't really affect them too much. So it's just, like, this weird gray area, and I think everyone's just over it anyway, especially, like, the companies, too. Not especially, but companies, too, and they're probably like, all right, it's, it's, it's probably time to just um, try to go back to normal. That's what you sign up for when you play the game. Now you're getting all schmoozy and, and, you know, I like to battle a lot. And it used to be you have to walk kilometers to get more battles. And once that happens again, I'm not battling anymore. Don't get me wrong. I'm done. (laughs) But I'm not going to complain about it. It, I, you know, I'm happy that I've got to battle, you know, 25 times a day, every day for the past year. And I have battled all those Those times. Those are good numbers. No, it's it, no, it's nice that they let you battle that much, but I probably shouldn't have battled that much. It's a, a little a little addiction. Yeah, I never got legend. I'm really sad about it. Let's move on. <laughs> no, just kidding. It's you know, you know what you sign up for and I'm grateful to have played. Time to get back to reality, everyone. You gotta walk a little bit. Move your asses. Uh the last note I will say about this is that Niantic said that they're putting together a task force to see if there's some way that they can uh, make some sort of compromise for the fans, so whether that's going back to the 80 or maybe even just expanding it to maybe like 50 or 60 meters, it's still better than it was pre-pandemic, but it's not as generous as the 80. Remains to be seen. As it stands right now, it's a free game, guys. <laughs> Literally, the, the cost to play Pokemon Go is free 99. Not worth getting that mad about. In other news... <laughs> uh, Hey, remember that one time we talked about a copy of Super Mario 64 selling at auction for $1.5 million because it was rated a 9.5A++ good boy grade? I remember. Well, guess what? That game got outdone. It's all over. Mario 64, that's the old business. Today, Super Mario Brothers, the original for the NES, sold at auction for $2 million. Like, this was reported by the New York Times, a mag- like a, a, a news company that I am not mature enough to understand. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, no, that's just, like, above my pay grade. And literally, they're the ones who reported on this. A factory-sealed, professionally-graded copy for $2 million that was purchased just a year and change ago for $140,000. Yo, why have we not been able to... Uh, take advantage of a a market like this yet what's wrong with us how do i say this i don't think there's anything wrong with us i think we probably and when i say we i mean i know you still have sealed pokemon packs a couple so it's like that's really cool and i feel like i should have done the same 
definitely things I should have kept sealed, but at the same time, I have really, like, nothing good to say about the this whole, like, game grading thing and what's been going on. I think it's, I don't know, it's, it's doing a lot of it's doing more bad than it is good, you know, and I think a lot of it is built on, on lies, and, uh, I just, I'm just not buying it, that's a common game, even if it's in good shape, even if it's quote-unquote graded by, you know, professionals, it's not worth two million dollars, and basically, now you're just stirring up all this controversy, it's all free advertisement, you know, the New York Times, if they're writing about it, then now, like, it's done. It's done for everybody. You know, flea markets, tag sales, everything, <laughs> like, Pokemon cards, and now video games, too. You really gotta ruin video games, too, with this nonsense. It's just all, like, cats out of the bag. But the good news about it is there are so many video games that, like, you can still get really good deals. I don't want to say that about Pokemon cards, because I feel like cards are cards, so if someone finds a binder in their house, like... 70 years old and they're just like oh i have these cards i'll take them to a card shop like it's done anyone could look up different cards but like even though you could do that with games too i feel like you can just go to game stores and, and the libraries for all these consoles are so large that it's like now all these stores know about you know obscure systems and sometimes you can get good deals so it's not completely out of the bag but like this whole water thing is just like i don't like it at all i don't want to keep babbling about it but yeah i think this is garbage this is poo poo caca so my my question then becomes this so when how long do you think it'll take for a sealed copy of super mario world for the super nintendo to sell for 2.4 million dollars at auction <laughs> not being rude <laughs> but who cares that that's my honest <laughs> answer like this the Mario shouldn't have ever sold for a million and a half. This shouldn't sell. Like, whatever happens, I just care so little about that. Because it's not... It just seems very inaccurate. And they could do whatever they want. If it's real, if it's not, now you're just talking, like, absurd numbers for... I, I don't know. There has to be a different reason behind it or something. You know what I mean? I don't know. But shout out to that guy that probably actually wanted it to collect it and paid, like, 140000 for it. And then was like... I don't know. The stock market is built on hype, you know, so it's just, oh, that's what's happening with this. People are really going to pay me over a million dollars for this. Ends up going for two. Like, okay, you can have it. You know, like, that's just insane. Good for that guy. Tip of my hat to that guy. Yo, for for juicing the system for a clean, what, $1.8 million? <laughs> Yeah, like imagine man. imagine turning a 1.8 million dollar profit on a copy of super mario brothers for the nes i get hype when i buy something for three and flip it for like 15 i mean same concept just bigger scale yeah that's all i guess i'm just you know in a small pond you gotta you gotta you gotta start buying 15 dollar games and flipping them for 50 bro yeah but we're making a 15 bucks oh geez well i mean if you if you have a game reserved at gamestop you could always just take the five dollars from there and then you're you're a third of the way there. It's so funny that you say that because I've never reserved anything in GameStop. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, um, man. I reserved Pokemon Coliseum one time from GameStop. I got the bonus disc, and then I never got the game. But that worked out now because now that bonus disc is worth like way more than the $5. Anyway, go ahead. I just remember our, uh, our buddy growing up who would literally use GameStop as a uh, personal bank. <laughs> he would reserve like three or four games at a time and it was minimum five dollars to reserve but uh you could 
get rid of the reservation. You could cancel the reservation and get the cash back at any time. So if he ever had extra money burning a hole in his pocket, he'd reserve a game. And whenever we hung out, we would always go to this GameStop. And sometimes we would go to like a, like Wendy's or Taco Bell afterwards. And if he was short on cash, he would just pull off one or two of his reservations <laughs> and be able to buy Wendy's. And it was, it got to a point where he got banned from, <laughs> he got banned from reserving games at GameStop. <laughs> That's a true story. It's so funny. Yeah, last week we talked about Chris. I texted him today and I was like, dude. We have a podcast, and I talked about you, Sonic, and now it's like, we're involving all our friends. They don't even know. No, I'm just kidding there. Shout out to our friends, and Tyler this week is our is this week's friend of the week. Tony, next week when we realize we only have two other friends. <laughs> a shout out to uh, Bill, friend of the week. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to shout out Tony soon. <laughs> week four and then that's it sorry the segment's done it's over yeah yeah it's not a long-lasting segment no new friends that's what drake always said <laughs> week five is like the guy at the gas station we're really stretching it <laughs> oh my gosh we have fun on the show a little bit we, we have a little bit of a fun time here last bit of news there's a new movie coming out this week called free guy starring ryan reynolds it's a story about an NPC in a video game who gains sentience and I guess tries to save the main character or become the main character. Everything I've heard about it so far has been positive. The The movie looks good. The trailer looks funny. It, I mean, Ryan Reynolds always knocks it out of the park in my book. He was great in Deadpool. I thought he was great in Detective Pikachu. Me, I, I haven't heard anything about it, to tell you the truth. But uh, I don't know. He, I didn't know he did Deadpool. I'm not a big... I'm not a Deadpool fan at all, actually, but he was literally like Pikachu, and now he's doing this. Like that's that's a cool role to have. Be like, yeah, to all the famous actors, I do the cool like gamey, comicy movies. Like that's the nerdy class of like the acting elite, and that's I I I value that pretty highly. He's a cool guy, and uh, congrats to him on another instant classic. I'm sure. Can't wait to also purchase uh, some Mint Mobile, which I think is the mobile company that he's uh, shilling these days. But uh, also not a sponsor. Mint Mobile? Mint, like like the green uh, leafy seasoning. Okay. Seasoning? <laughs> herb? Herb? <laughs> the hell do you, you call have mint? mint seasoning back there by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like to, I like to sprinkle this with a little mint seasoning. <laughs> You know who would say they do have it? Three, two, one, Starbucks. Oh no! It, it absolutely would be Starbucks. <laughs> Starbucks has pumpkin spice seasoning. They have mint seasoning. Sorry, love you, Trader oh Joe's, but you guys don't sell mint seasoning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get it in a packet. Not oh, affiliated man. with Trader Joe's or Mint, Shell, Mobile, Exxon, or or <laughs> no. Starbucks. Or Starbucks, just... We're barely associated with our friends. Let's be real. There's a <laughs> pandemic going on, guys. Chris and Tyler are not sponsors. No, yeah, they... Chris didn't know we had a podcast when I told him today, so... <laughs> and that's not his fault. I didn't tell him. Right. Why would he know? We're just terrible at marketing, you know? I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, pretty bad. I take the blame for that. I do very little. You're the anchor. Oh, what are you talking about? I... I haven't released a single episode to the public yet. Really? Wait a minute. Shh. Ah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 
Ah, you got me. You got we me. We read a viewer tweet last week. Oh, yeah. Dude, that was friend of the week, but it just wasn't called that yet. Right. We'll get there. We'll, now it's established that we have a friend of the week. Hell, yeah. This week, we have a game of the week, and we're talking about the one, the only, Shovel Knight. Clink, clink, clink. From Yacht Club Games. It is, I would say, like, what, the grandpappy of modern indie games? It's a very good way to say it. Shovel Knight started out as a Kickstarter, as a love letter to, like, 2D, 8-bit, 16-bit style games. Originally came out, jeez, it's on so many platforms now. Holy (laughs) smokes. I'm going to read this list of platforms that it's currently available on. You tell me which one just shocks you the most. I'm going to rip through them. Nintendo 3DS, Nintendo Switch, OSX, Linux, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, PlayStation Vita, Wii U, Xbox One, Microsoft Windows, Amazon Fire TV. (laughs) Well, it was going to be Linux, and then you said Amazon. You could play Shovel Knight on Amazon Fire TV. I'm just shocked at this point that you can't play a uh, Shovel Knight on a Tesla. <laughs> like, w- it's got to be on its way, right? <laughs> wow. Big ups to Shovel Knight. I mean, the wow. Shovel Knight is it, it is a wildly popular game. For those who don't know, it's a 2D side-scrolling platformer with like an 8-bit style. Even the music is made in that 8-bit style. And the whole premise of the game is you are this blue knight who uses a shovel as a weapon, and your cohort, Shield Knight, either was uh, kidnapped or separated from you. I don't really remember that much. Using your shovel as a platforming weapon, you can bounce off of enemies, and there are a bunch of different collectibles, and at the end of each level, there is a uh, boss fight where you face off against another knight character. Very similar to Mega Man, I would say. Mm. Very much. It basically combined Mega Man with, there's a game from Capcom, DuckTales, for the NES, uh, with the pogo ability especially, and like the the boss battles. So if you basically combine Mega Man and DuckTales, you get Shovel Knight. Gosh, it it really, there was so much going on with this game. What was your first experience like playing Shovel Knight? I played it for the Wii U. I don't remember why. I think I remember hearing about it and going, okay, uh, for some rare turn of events i bought a single player game i played it and i just i fell in love with it and i'm gonna say something very bold here we're gonna lose a f- um a few a few followers or listeners after this statement Uh-oh. but yeah that that Uh-oh. that big i like therefore i probably think that shovel knight is better than any Mega Man game. Wow. What? That's that is yeah. <laughs> that is high. That's high praise. I mean, it of course this is an opinion, folks. But Shovel Knight was extremely well done and make the argument, man. Make the argument. Make your case. I haven't played every Mega Man game. So that's, you know, one thing. But from the games I have played of Mega Man, they're good. But they're good. Yeah, they're good. I just yeah, I just think Shovel Knight is, is a little... I don't want to say more well done, but I just like it more. It is just so... Not that Mega Man's not pure. I'm not trying to make an argument about it. But it just something... Shovel Knight is just such a... Such a 10 out of 10 in my book. And, and I like to, to say... 
I feel like I bring a lot of pessimism to like certain things when we have discussions, so I like to give high grades, and I don't just want to throw them out there, but the games that we've been talking about, a lot of them have been getting high grades, but this really is one that, to me, is like, the gameplay is so good in the way that it doesn't take itself overly seriously with like, or over, over, or just like, you know, (laughs) too much, basically... It just, it's such a pure game, you know, the story isn't super deep, but it's enough to be, it's like not cute, but it kinda is cute a little bit, where it's just like, you you care, you care, but it's not like you really, really care, you just like feel for the character, and it's so basic and simple, but it is just so, so fundamentally well done. The gameplay is good, the little overworld is good, in, in, in just the mechanics of the game it feels it's just so so well done and like it just has a fun vibe around it the setting is good i don't even like medieval ish settings very much at all but this game just like it doesn't even matter it's just funny and it's cute and it's well done and it's badass and tough at the same time and it's just very very balanced and just an amazing game and I think Mega Man has a lot of great qualities, but, you know, there are certain just gameplay things about Mega Man that I may not like so much, or just, uh, even they could, I'm not saying Mega Man isn't like, some Mega Man games should be like a 9, 9.5, I'm not sure if I've ever played one, I like powered up for the PSP, I don't even know if I would give that a 9 or a 9.5, but Shovel Knight is probably, in terms of like a 2D side-scroller, for me it's close to a 10, it's just like fantastic, and I'm happy that it's gotten as big as it has, and that it's on Firefox, Mozilla, Windows 95, <laughs> and you could play it on everything, because it's a damn good game. A damn good game. That's my argument. Take that to the bank. Do what you gotta do. For Bill, I'm Tony. See you next week. <laughs> oh my, I couldn't agree with you more on just about everything you said there. Uh, really just, and just to add on, the soundtrack of the game is so well done that you it's really one of those few games that you really can like fully get immersed in even though it's like a 2d game and you know like you're not in the world but like you really get into the zone the chiptune music really works well with the visuals and the game is challenging enough yet gives you enough room to play where you can kind of experiment with different things and it it, it is a challenging yet not too punishing platformer it really hits the mark between balancing that good platforming with not making the game so difficult that it's impossible to play but still accessible enough where really anybody can play it like it's definitely not on the dark souls end of difficulty here i would say some of the uh sequel slash secondary campaigns are a little harder but uh, that's because they uh, have different play styles with the the characters that you can play as. The, everything that I missed is just what needed to be said 100%. That All that stuff is very true, and uh, I'm happy you said it, because I know how much you love this game too. So nothing but high praise for this game all around in every aspect, and it's, it, it is everything we just said, and we both feel that way. And, you know, if we both do, then it must be true. So Yeah, it's, it's just facts at this point in time. And... You, you know how just about every week of this podcast so far we've mentioned how much that we love free DLC? Yeah. Well, guess what? Shovel Knight 
has literally three extra free DLC campaigns that are just as long as the main game. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So the original game came out, and it was called Shovel Knight. It's been... It's actually been renamed. Uh, so Shovel Knight is the like the whole franchise, but the campaign uh, has been renamed. It's just called uh, it's called Shovel of Hope uh, because you play as Shovel Knight, and it's really fun because the three other campaigns uh, follow three knights that you fight against in the Shovel of Hope campaign. The first of which was Plague Knight, and the campaign's called Plague of Shadows. You play as Plague Knight is a uh, a knight who uses potions instead of a shovel, so he has a lot of throwing mechanics, and you can use those with his jump ability to do like a different style of platforming. And that follows Plague Knight plotting his own scheme, trying to steal like an essence or something from Shovel Knight. The next campaign is Spectre of Torment, where you play as Spectre Knight and you run around the mechanics are a little bit different there's almost a uh there's like a rail grinding aspect to the platforming and mind you all of these games have some new music attached to them a lot of them have new levels attached to them new bosses and each night has different mechanics that you use to uh make your way around this 2d world and the final one that came out most recently is called uh king of cards where you play as King Knight, and he has his own little card game attached to it, so it, you almost get like a twofer on that one. You get the 2D platforming, and then you also get a like card battling mini game in with that game, and it's definitely a really, really interesting twist on the game, and it's a lot of fun. It sounds insane. I didn't even know that, to tell you the truth. Yeah, no, they. it was all part of the Kickstarter campaign, so the Kickstarter campaign ended up raising over $300,000. Wow. And they had a ton of stretch goals, which included a mode that lets you swap the, all the characters' genders, so you can play as like a female alternative to Shovel Knight, and you can play as like female or male alternatives to any night that is playable. Three additional campaigns. It was crazy. They there are optional boss battles in the game where you can face off against the Battletoads, Kratos from God of War. I didn't know that either. No, there's a lot to this game that I didn't know, even though I like it so much and it seems to still be getting better. I played a little bit for the Switch. Um, yep. And then I kind of just stopped it. I played all the way through the Wii U one, just in this Shovel of Hope campaign. But all that other stuff is like, for some reason in my head, I'm just like, yeah, it's the same, it's the same. But it's not. And like you saying that the last night, the the King Knight or whatever his name yep. is, has a, a card game. Like, that sounds so cool. Like, wow. How could this game still be getting better? I already gave it a 10. Like, what else do I need from it? You know, it's crazy. Wow. And the other three campaigns... I would argue are just as good. Some of them have even like better story beats. I still think Shovel Knight mechanically is my favorite. Okay. Just I really like the way Shovel Knight controls, but they're all th- all four of them are really fun to play through. The stories are much more interesting actually for the three remaining campaigns, Plague Knight, Specter Knight and uh, King of Cards all all have really really like interesting and deep backstories. So if you haven't played them and you know you have access to download the dlc which is free again uh 
I highly recommend it. PAX 2016, I bought a Plague Knight shirt from the Shovel Knight booth, and I still have it, and I love that shirt, and I love this game. It's so good. Shovel Knight not only is iconic in its own right, Shovel Knight is one of the maybe best marketed indie characters in recent video game history. I'm going to just name off a couple of games that uh, Shovel Knight appears in as a playable character. Sure. Ready? Yeah. Runbow, Star Mazer, Cook Serve Delicious Battle Kitchen, Road Redemption, Move or Die, Dino Run DX, Ghost Police, Indivisible, Blaster Master Zero, Runner 3, Indie Pogo, Blade Strangers, Mutant Muds Super Challenge, Rivals of Aether, Puzzle Depot, Sea Wars, Creepy Castle, ASDAD, All-Stars Dungeons and Diamonds, Brawlhalla, Riverbond, Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout. He's in all those games as a playable character. And then he also guest appears just as like a cameo in uh, just a couple of games. Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night, The Reward, Tales of Alethreon, Crypt of the Necrodancer, Pixel Noir, Azure Striker Gunvolt 2, Ukulele, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Aegis Defenders, Fight Night, Enter the Gungeon, SteamWorld Heist, Cyber Shadow, For Honor, Slay the Spire, Katana Zero, Just Shapes and Beats. Fight Night? <laughs> yeah, liter- Fight Night. He's in Fight Night? <laughs> That's insane. Even as a cameo. There I was, on the ropes, looking at my opponent through sweaty, blood-stained eye pupils, or just pupils as some people would call them. I probably should clarify, Fight Night is spelt with a K. It is um, not Fight Night a, uh, um, a boxing The whole bit game. is ruined. The everything, it's, yeah, alright then. So, that's so sorry. Wow, well, yeah, well, I had a, a good picture I was painting right there, and uh, it was going to be pretty <laughs> cool and, and funny, but... That sounds like a stupid game because they spelt it wrong. No, I'm just kidding. I, don't, I have no idea what that is. No, it's not. Uh, I take it back. You know what? Fight Night, you're just embarrassing that you would even exist here. Wag of the finger. Wag of the finger to Fight Night for spelling your name wrong. Your own name. You ruined Tony's bit. <laughs> Thank you. That's obviously more important. Jesus. <sighs> Come on. Now, of all of the games that I listed off, there's two games that stick out to me as cameo appearances that are attached to games that I'm very familiar with. Uh, The first of which is Ukulele. Uh, Shovel Knight makes a cameo as an NPC and he like gives you a mission to do or whatever. And you can talk to him and he's in full 3D and it's like, ah, there's Shovel Knight. (laughs) But I think his, his most prominent cameo between being a playable character and being a cameo like his his most prominent thing has to be as the uh, assist trophy in Super Smash Brothers, right? Probably, yeah. I was gonna say I, I can't believe he's a character in in Runner Three. I love Bit Trip for for the Wii. So the fact that those games were in, so fun. Games and it's one of my favorite games ever. I like have to make a new top ten list. I don't know if it'll be top ten, but I really really enjoy Bit Trip for the Wii. Shout out to that game. Yeah, shout out to just the Bit Trip fan- franchise. That's just good stuff there. Yeah, and he's literally how is Shovel Knight in that? That's crazy. That's and a, he's playable in that one, I believe. Yeah, that's crazy. Now I gotta go back and, and play Runner Three. Like all these single player games, I'm never gonna play, but I wanna. Right? Hey, they, they do be like that, but 
Yeah, damn. And even Fall, like, I'm not sure how familiar with Fall Guys you are. I have a game for the Switch called... Oh, no, I have Human Fall Flat for the Switch. I haven't played that because I thought that was Fall Guys. And I think I've seen you stream Fall Guys before, but I've never played it. For those uninitiated, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout is a game where you and about 60 people play as these little jelly bean characters. And you do a bunch of, like... I guess the best way I can describe it is... Imagine Super Mario or Mario Party platform peril, but with like little goobers with intentionally bad physics. That sounds like hell. Last man standing wins. It's hell, but it's fun. And it's actually, it's, it's, it's a pretty good time. I probably wouldn't recommend it until it's free. Like, I think it's like 15 bucks right now. 15 bucks? Dude, with 15 bucks, I could make an investment. That's what I'm saying. You can buy a $15 game and flip it for 50. See, I, I can't. Fall, fall guys. Or you could play Fall Guys. Huh. Exactly. The choice is easy. Uh, you go to Wendy's and you drop fifteen dollars for dinner. And <laughs> go go to your GameStop, take some some pre-orders off, and and go grab. You know what? Dinner's on us. <laughs> <laughs> Coupon not valid. Tell your GameStop employees that uh, Bill and Tony sent you. They said uh, <laughs> we can use you as a bank. It's legal tender. That's just facts. Yeah, the GameStop phone rings, and it's just like another GameStop, and just like, hello? Yeah, someone came here, too. I don't know who these guys are, Bill and Tony, but they're really, <laughs> they're pissing us off today. Like, we're, we're out hundreds of dollars right now, because these guys recommended using us as a bank? They're, you know, it, it's their game, we're just explaining the rules, you know? Right, right. Exactly, exactly. Don't hate the player. You gotta hate the game. But you can't hate this game, Shovel Knight, because it's so dang good. Uh, the first time I played it, by the way, uh, was on the Nintendo 3DS. Ooh, wow. It really it really felt like a, a real nice situation because I feel like the, the game really fits that 3DS aesthetic. I really... I, I have it on the Switch. I purchased it for the Switch as well. I do intend on going back and playing through all four campaigns again just because they're just so fun and so good and the music is just incredible strike the earth is maybe one of the best video game songs in the last 15 years which is like the first level theme the music is fantastic it really is what a good game wow anything else you'd like to to mention about this uh absolute masterpiece it's it's a great game if you haven't played it you should if if you like 2d platformers there's just i don't, I don't know what could anyone play say about this game that they don't like that it's too easy like that's if someone's really really into hard games and i guess a little too easy but it's really not too easy but there's even challenge modes and stuff you don't you can set limitations where you don't pick up extra health and stuff like that. I mean, the game really lets you go at your own pace. To go through these levels, fight the knights, you get little items and upgrades that let you do funky different things. You can go fishing in this game? Yeah, the upgrades are sick. <laughs> you can wear different armors. You can talk to a giant apple whale. You, It was already a 10 without this stuff. But yeah, the little upgrades and the... the what are they called? Not little chalices something just all the little pieces of treasure that you get they all the artifacts they have different like abilities and it just enhances right. the gameplay because you can use different abilities but then you have to upgrade your magic to use them but it's still it's so simple at the same time you just like hit a button to open that menu switch it and now you're just back it's just so 
it's just smooth. Wow, what a game. What a game. Yeah, I'd say, I'd go as far to say we should give this game a tip of the hat. Wow, not something we normally do, tip the hat to the game that we're talking about, but I will gladly tip my hat. They did it right. It was one of the best Kickstarter games ever, and I think its legacy will live on. I mean, there's a lot of games that are trying to copy what Shovel Knight did by doing kickstarter stuff and you know ukulele is a perfect example like they saw the success that shovel knight had and a lot of game developers like indie game developers are capitalizing on it and to varying success they're uh they're kind of following the formula ukulele while not a perfect game a uh, love letter to banjo kazooie its sequel which is a much more donkey kong country style game is just an absolute banger is it oh yeah oh yeah i think it's time to tip some hats and maybe even wag some fingers i have a small tip of the hat and i don't know how this is more pokemon news related than it is video games but tip of the hat to target even though this is kind of old news but i was thinking about this for some reason as i look around my room thinking about just you know who or what i want to tip my hat to or where or even a when. But why? Well, I saw some Pokemon cards in my room and I thought, huh, you can't really get those at Target. And then I thought, well, they stopped selling them. And that made me think, good for Target. They're just like sick of this garbage. People waiting outside every morning just to like scout these Pokemon cards that they're only making like $10 on after fees. And it's just like not as hype as it should be but people are blowing it out of proportion and also ruining it for people that actually want pokemon cards and i guess that makes like a wag of the finger to like the company not producing enough cards for everybody because if there was an abundance of them then i feel like this wouldn't be happening because then people would eventually even if one guy just kept buying all of them like they would just be online for cheap enough so that that guy wouldn't be able to make money you know so Tip of the hat for Target for being like, you know what, we care about the customer. At some point, we'll make it limit one per customer, limit three, however they want to do it, and trying to make it as fair to everyone as possible. And I've waited in line before they opened to try to get cards once, and they did it as best as they could. But they shouldn't have to deal with that, especially right when they open. Like, retail's bad enough, but that is just horrendous. And for them to to be like nah we're just we don't need that money this is just too much for everybody like we're good little little shout out to them it's just a sad sight to see like 25 30 year old dudes rushing through a target at 7 a.m when the doors (laughs) open so they can snag a couple of packs of pokemon cards it's just some there's just something sad about that visual as someone who has partaken in similar things i feel like i'm okay to say that Agreed. I will say it's it's a sad state of affairs. I've been in that picture and looking in at right. it now from afar. <laughs> it is pretty pathetic, yeah. I'd like to report this photo because I'm in it and I don't like it. <laughs> I am that pathetic man. Yes, second in line. That's me. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to tip the hat to these video game companies continuing to put out free DLC. Tip of the hat to free DLC. I'll say it every week if I have to, as long as it's relevant to what we're talking about, because you don't ask for it, but you get it. Ooh, baby. Like, I didn't expect Mario Golf to drop a whole new golf course and a character like that. Mm. Yoshi colors. You know, you know, I'll tell you the truth. 
I, I, I we probably said this in the first episode, or I probably did, but like, I really was upset with the the online. That was one thing I love Mario Golf sixty four, even though it's just called, called Mario Golf. I've put so many hours into that game, playing with loved ones and like close friends and stuff. Like I've played that game for like endless hours. That's one of my favorite games of all time. So the fact that they seem to be kind of... I like the Switch so much because I like the N64 so much. And Mario Kart is my set. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is my second favorite after Mario Kart 64. The Mario Tennis for the Switch is very similar to Mario Tennis 64. Like, in in I kind of figured golf was going to be the same way. And it really is. It's so well done. And it's such a good game. And I was so excited to be able to play that against people and like try to you know, work my way up in the Mario Golf world, and then when I didn't see any rankings, I was like, dude, what? That's lame, and I kind of stopped playing it, and now, because of this update, this free update, I feel like I'm gonna go back and play it probably tonight even. I'm just like, oh, this is great. Yeah, no, I uh, I fully intend to download and play the DLC as early as tonight, yeah. You wanna play? You don't want none of this. Oh, shoot, I don't know if I can handle your moves. But I, I am a mean Bowser, so... Uh-oh, okay, maybe some other time then. Get good, scrub, and then come back to me. <laughs> Dude, that's a little foreshadowing to next week's episode. Ooh, ooh, it really is. It really yeah, is. Yeah, right, yeah, right. <laughs> you remember who said that, right? <laughs> oh, I remember. Oh, I remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Wag of the finger, by the way. Mm-hmm. To, this is not video game related, but it's something that Tony and I were talking about, and it really struck a chord with me, so we're going to talk about it right here, right now on the podcast, because we have the ability to talk to an audience of people on a podcast. Our podcast, our rules. Just fruit-flavored things that don't match the flavor of the fruit. Looking at you, watermelon. Looking at you, <laughs> banana. I really think banana is the most egregious, like, violator of this rule. <laughs> yeah, they're all bad. That's just... What are you talking about? Grape flavored thing? It doesn't taste anything like grapes taste. It tastes disgusting most of the yeah, time. Yeah, no. I don't I don't know where they disappeared to with grapes because first of all, I never made this connection in my brain, but I grew up basically exclusively eating like the green grapes. Oh, wow. So like I never under yeah, I never even understood why grape was a purple thing. I was like, <laughs> why is grape purple? Like I accepted it. I'm like, grape soda, that's purple. But grapes are green. But your six-year-old brain's like, no, this is normal. (laughs) And here's the thing. I don't hate grape artificial flavor, but I will concede that it tastes absolutely 0% like a grape. No matter what color. And I think that's just what we all did. We are all like, okay, it makes sense. Yeah, this tastes like cherries. You ever have a cherry, like a produce cherry or a maraschino cherry? They don't taste like a cherry-flavored anything. Like, any of these fruits, definitely banana. I don't know. I don't know why. Green apple? Yeah, we're getting lied to. Straight up in our faces. Watermelon? You ever eat? Has anyone that's bought a watermelon-flavored candy or anything ever had an actual watermelon? Any of you? Have any of you ever eaten a watermelon before? It tastes nothing like that other stuff. We've been lied to our whole lives. And we're still being lied to. Why? Why? I'm getting mad, dude. This is my American right. There's like I feel like there's only like two or three fruits that maybe match and it's you gotta like squint your taste buds, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying, to really like be like, no no no, like I get it. 
And I'd say it's like it's strawberry, but you <laughs> gotta squint your taste buds a little bit. I could see it. Yeah, you do, but yeah. And maybe, maybe, this could be even stretching a little bit here. Maybe raspberry? That's a stretch, I think. I don't know about raspberry. But I'm, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to think of ones that even taste remotely similar. Uh, lemon. Lemon. Fine. Sure. Cit- lemon. Citrus fruits are the easiest ones. The citrus fruits taste similar. I get it. And maybe peach, too peaches nah nah pretty- definitely not peach i gotta cut you off real quick sorry oh you Just- think they're they're different enough it's, yeah. it's been a minute for me that I, i've had a peach or a peach flavored candy so i don't they're both okay. delicious they're both unbelievably delicious one of my favorite flavors true. of each but so they're good. nothing to me they're not alike didn't mean to cut you off that's not nice no 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 uh you, you had to you had to stand your ground there and i gotta respect that <laughs> this is why this is why we were we work so well together. Tony, what's your favorite artificial fruit flavor? Peach, I think. Peach or cherry. There's a a peach flavored... My, my favorite drink before I got kidney stones was Mountain Dew Code Red ever. That Ooh. was my favorite drink. Haven't had that in years. Um, but there's a... I think Gatorade makes it. It's like a flavored water called Propel or like Propel. Propel. I always call it Propel. I think that's how you pronounce it. I think it's and, Propel, uh, yeah. And uh, there's a peach flavored one, and that is probably my favorite tasting drink. Ooh, that sounds incredible. It's great. It It's insane. Wow. I think my favorite flavor, I'm going to say a little less common, Tangerine. Like, are listen. We, are, what, kind, what kind of show is this? Tangerine? <laughs> Dude, are you kidding? <laughs> Fine, if you want me to pick, like, a basic flavor, I'll go no, watermelon. No, 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 you know, you know, this is our show. Because I do love tangerine. watermelon, like, artificial watermelon, uh, even though it tastes 0% like real watermelon. But, like, tangerine flavoring? Ooh. Like, move over, orange. <laughs> Get out of here, lemon. Lime, take a hike. Tangerine is the ultimate citrus fruit flavor grapefruit you're not even in the discussion here like go home <laughs> there's like one grapefruit listening to the podcast like every week and he's just like you assholes <laughs> you know what if you are listening grapefruit i'm not sorry i said oh, what i said i, thought you were I didn't you stutter were sorry. oh my god let's get rid of all the fans <laughs> well now that's just us what do you want to talk about? Now we don't, we don't have to talk about these games anymore. So lonely. Hey, uh, what video games have you been playing this week? I had some friends over last night, and uh, we I don't know how. <laughs> I think someone pulled Alien Hominid for GameCube off my shelf, and I was like, oh, one, through, one to four players, that's good. And then this main game like only had an option for one other player to come in. So we went to the mini games, and there was one mini game unlocked, like a weird PDA stick figure platformer kind of game, and we all got to play it. And we played that for probably like 20 minutes, half hour, and it was actually kind of fun. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. I didn't yeah, even realize that's... Alien Hominid had like little modes. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Not as good as Shovel Knight. What uh, What else did you guys end up playing for game night? Uh, Melee, <laughs> actually. It, it, the, a lot of the night turned into, besides um, ordering food, it was basically like me setting up a, a really big order on a website for uh, some some consoles and some games that I've been wanting for a while that uh, when I get them, hopefully they come, um, I'll be putting on my Instagram 
for everyone to see probably like one at a time too because it's stuff that i'm pretty hype about oh i can't wait dude i cannot wait yeah it's pretty yeah one of the things i'm like real real all the things but there was some complications with the cart and the size and it was uh back and forth for a while so what i ended up settling on like to get the shipping to the right price and also allowing it to like actually get shipped ended up being a a smaller cart than originally planned but i still got the stuff that i two of the things i really wanted so get ready for that and uh i'm getting ready for that still too how about you uh i've been playing a little bit of mario kart 8 i was playing online and i noticed that i was missing a set of wheels and I was like what the hell is going on so I found out that in order to unlock the gold wheels which is the the hardest to unlock set of wheels I guess you have to go through Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and defeat every ghost racer in the 150cc in the single player time trials modes so I've been going through that and I will say the fact that I've probably put 150 hours into Mario Kart 8 has definitely helped me because I've been holding my own pretty well against these ghosts, but uh, I can imagine that some of the later levels are going to get tricky. Uh, But uh, otherwise, the only other game I've been playing has been Pokemon Black 2. I'm still working on my Nuzlocke run that I've been playing through on my Twitch channel. I will say I did lose my my poor Stoutland got wrecked, and uh, that was a real shame. We We must grow from our losses and and carry on now you can't use that stoutland anymore through the whole playthrough stoutland's gone i lost it in i was in a double battle in is it like reversal mountain or reversal cave i'm literally had it was a double battle scenario and it was me and it was bianca with her terrible ai (laughs) the two pokemon that we faced off against both decided to attack stoutland so it was a it was like a crit and then a super effective hit and i was just like no one turn sweep pretty devastating but wow we're getting ready to face off against drayden the the dragon gym leader so probably gonna lose a couple more (laughs) can't wait good luck wow usually weekly we offer a uh, a recommendation each week usually it's a game we've been playing or you know, a TV show or a movie. Tony, what is your recommendation of the week? Well, this week I've been hooked on a little thing called nicotine. No, I'm just kidding. Um, actually, I've been watching this show for nicotine's bad. I've been watching uh, Fargo. You ever see that show? The television show? No, I've seen the movie, but I haven't seen the show. There is a show that I, my girlfriend and I start. We watch season one all of season one and then we're like oh there's a movie and apparently the show is based off the movie but we happened to watch the show first and then we ended up watching the movie and not saying anything about the movie at all that's not what my recommendation is uh it was a fine movie but i think it definitely gets like tainted after you watch the show just because of how darn good the show is and then season two we're like halfway through season two and it's just so consistently good and suspenseful and it's a little it's it's definitely really like i, I don't want to say over dramatic but it's very dramatic but it's a a damn good show and uh, i'm enjoying it very much and uh it's just one of those shows where like season one is like a 10 out of 10 and then season two is like the town is the same and and 
you know, it's just, I think it's a different time period as well, but the whole storyline is, is different, you're just in a completely different story, but it somehow connects to the first season, I think, at some point, um, and yeah, it's just, uh, that's all I'll say about it, it's, uh, check it out, watch an episode, or, yeah, I wouldn't even read the description, I would just watch an episode, and, and, yeah, that first episode really was a lot for me, it was like Breaking Bad episode one, that's my favorite show oh, ever, wow. like, you need a good first episode to really hook people, and that show, sure. neither of them disappoint, yeah, so. I'll have to check that out, I really, I, and it, what, is that on a streaming service, or is that, it's on is Hulu. that like H- oh, it's Hulu, okay, awesome, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. it's FX, you're right, the show's on FX, I believe. My recommendation comes from the gaming universe, I'm gonna recommend a video game for y'all, and it's available on most platforms. If you like 2D platformers, I know we talked a lot about Shovel Knight, but I'm gonna recommend playing Ukulele and the Impossible Lair. It is a really cool title. It is the follow-up to the kickstarted Ukulele, which was a 3D platformer. Uh, this game has extremely tight controls, really, really fun platforming. The level design and music are fantastic. And if you like a challenge, there's a couple of challenge modes you can co-opt into, or opt into, rather, to play. So it's really a good time, and I, I highly recommend it. So it's I know it's on Switch and PlayStation and Xbox and Steam. So it's not on Amazon Fire Sticks yet, but, you know, <laughs> give it time. Is there a physical copy of that game? You know what? I'm not sure if... Uh, ukulele has a physical copy i know a lot of switch games end up getting physical copies even if they started out as a digital thing but it looks like on amazon you can buy a physical copy of ukulele and the impossible layer on the switch oh that's cool how, how much is that gonna run me for the physical copy you're looking at depending on who's selling it somewhere between 25 and 35 dollars okay okay how much is the first one still like ten dollars the first one's probably 10 or 15 bucks yeah that's crazy how how hyped that game was and how immediately it just like was worth nothing yeah i mean it really it really people had expectations for the game and it didn't it didn't quite live up now hindsight is 2020 and i will say that I don't think ukulele is as bad as people give it crap for but it definitely is a step down from the titles that it was trying to emulate with banjo kazooie and tui but i mean given that it was a small studio putting it together you gotta respect the hustle and yeah so ukulele and the impossible lair go play it folks i'll go get that and play it immediately Ooh, he's lying to me on the show no i'm not oh that's what we had to talk about too last week we had a little kerfuffle about um I don't even remember what it was about, but basically I was calling you out for lying about something and you said something about there was a dog barking, right? Uh, yeah, there there was a dog barking if you go back and listen to last week's episode. Well, there- here's the thing. I went back and listened to it and I didn't hear any dog barking, so I don't know what you're talking about. Wow. I would recommend, one, get some hearing aids. Huh? Two, what? And three... I swear, dude, I swear there was a dog barking. I don't know. There's, yeah. there's even a dog barking right now. <laughs> That's not. No, there's not. Listen, when you 
when you come back and listen to this episode, you're you'll hear it. I'm telling you, you're gonna hear it. I will. I'll come back and listen, and I'll tell you that there's nothing here. You're literally out of your mind. Well, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Listen, it. I'm feeling a little personally attacked. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, we're supposed to wrap up the show on a high note, but you know I can't let anything go like that. So, what do you hey, want me to do? It's, an, it's we, we all have our fatal flaws. You know what I'm saying? But thank you guys so much for listening to the show this week. Nothing but love. Tony and I had an absolute blast recording this. We hope you have a wonderful week. We strive to put out a new episode every week, typically on Mondays. We are available currently on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. So please continue to enjoy and support the show. My name is Bill for Tony. You can find us online, myself at Bill the Fajita on Twitter and Twitch. You can find Tony at the Poker Rapper on Instagram. And you can subscribe or follow our Twitter for the podcast at Games of Our Pod. We can't wait to hear what your guys' game of the week is. And I can't wait to talk about next week's game. I know you're excited for it. I really am too. Shout out to all these streaming services for having us on your sites. Shout out to everybody who's been listening to us so far. And shout out to Bill for being such a good partner in, in helping make this what it is and doing this with me every week. I really love doing this and I'm, I'm happy to be doing it. So uh, until next week, guys, stay up, stay positive, and uh, spread peace.